True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, among others. They'll do all of that so you can do literally anything else. You have better things to do with your free time than focus on your lawn care. Let True Green take care of all the hard work it takes to get a great lawn while you take care of everything else on your to-do list. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which gives you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. Think about how hard it is to manage our fantasy baseball teams. You need all the time you can get to put in waiver wire claims, fab bids, send out trades, and set your lineups. You'll have that extra time when True Green is taking care of your lawn. You do you, let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. High drive, center field, hit the wall, grand slam. This is magnificent. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. Party people, let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, another hump day, December 30th. Hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday weekend. A weekend jam-packed with blockbuster trades, not to mention that the World Series champ, my, most importantly, my co-host, Will Middlebrooks, is here. How was your holiday weekend, Will? Amazing. Christmas, best time of the year. Uh, you know, I have a two-year-old and a little girl just turned one uh, yesterday, so... It's a little interesting around here on Christmas. One of them likes to eat the wrapping paper. The other one just likes to rip everything to shreds. So it's fun. It's great having like the family here. I miss having my mom and dad come in town for it, which they normally do uh, because of COVID. But um, we made the most of it. We had a good time. We hung out with our neighbors, did a little Christmas party. It was, it was a good time. Good. Well, we got New Year's right around the corner too. And Chris Rose. He's going to be joining us on the program today. Whenever I say Chris Rose, I always want to be like that intentional talk intro, like Chris Rose. Yeah, I, <laughs> I butchered it. How much did you, how much did you practice that? I'll be honest. Like at least 12 times before this. <laughs> I still butchered it. I still butchered it. Uh, over 10 years of Fox Sports and another decade with an intentional talk Chris Rose had. So he's going to give us a lot of insight and kind of tell us why they're going in a different direction because I, it's a, really is the end of an era. Um, the show's going to continue, but... It sucks. Let's be honest. It sucks. sucks. I love him on the show. He he and Millar is like they're like the perfect combination of didn't play super fan and then just grinder baseball player. So yeah, it's yeah, it's sad to see. But he's gonna be joining us. And as I mentioned, the holiday weekend was filled with activity. I mean, the Padres headline, headline, headline. Los Patinos going over to Tampa along with uh, some slap blank prospects i can't say that word on here but some prospects going to the rays for blake snell so snell is coming over to the the southern california down the five and then you darvish is also headed to san diego he's going to the 619 they traded zach davies and four prospects for you darvish he finished of course second in cy young voting last year so they got two cy young caliber pitchers in less than 24 hours your thoughts i'm so fired up that the hot stove is heating up all right, it was so quiet up until the past couple of days, and now everyone doesn't. No one wants to be the first to make a big move, 
for some reason, but as soon as that first domino falls, boom, 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 boom. They just start rattling off moves. But the Padres, man, they are going for it, like going for it. And, and the moves they've made, at fir- my first thought was, wow, they got one, two, three. Um, Snell, Darvish, Lamette. Uh, if Paddock can find a third pitch, like he's really good. He's just fastball slider. He only threw his curveball like 15 times. Like you got to have a third pitch to be a starter uh, in the big leagues, unless you're like a Kershaw who can just go fastball cutter, fastball slider. But they got three guys, one, two, three, that could be an ace on most teams. And then you can they get Bauer? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, fast forward one year to, to 2022, Clevenger's back from TJ. All right, they're loaded. Like they could literally, if they sign Bauer, which a lot of people are saying, oh, they can't sign Bauer. They don't have the money. Listen to this. I did the math this morning. I got on, looked at their payroll with Darvish included and player benefits, which is about 15, their insurance is about 15 and a half million a year. Uh, minor league salary, you'll like this, only 2.5 million for all of the minor leagues. It all it comes out to about 169 and a half, 170. 170 million. Nice. 210 is the threshold. They have 40 million dollars of wiggle room. All right. Bauer supposedly saying if he signed a one-year deal, he wants 35 million. That fits. Like, how close do you want to get? How big are your marbles if you're in the front office uh with the pods? But the issue with that, if you get that close to the threshold, let's say a couple guys go down and you get to the trade deadline, yeah. you have no wiggle room. So I think if they really want to sign Bauer or if they do sign Bauer you're going to see like a Will Myers or someone like that get traded because it's 20 million alone he's making this year so hypothetically of course you worked out the up if, if that happened if that happened you would have you Darvish Blake Snell Trevor Bauer Denelson Lamette Mike Clevenger on the IF <laughs> and Chris Paddock that is That's- arguably the greatest rotation we have ever seen it when healthy, I, I don't – I mean, one through five, dude. You can you could literally in 2022 have a number five starter yeah. that could be an ace on over half the teams in the league. Yeah, the, the number five starter could win a side. Like, how are you if you're a pitching pro, uh, prospect and, like, double triple-A with them? You're like, this this sucks. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm never getting to the show. Here's the problem. And, okay, let's, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about resolutions on this show. We had the new year right around the corner here. We're dedicating this episode to New Year's resolutions. We'll talk with Chris Rose about this as well. But let's start with the Padres. We're already talking about the Padres. The problem with the money, and I agree, there's probably – a way they could figure out monetarily how to bring in Trevor Bauer. However, this is what the red flag is to me. If you give Trevor Bauer 30 mil, what are you doing with Fernando Tatis? Because you're likely not going to be able to extend him right now. And he is still a years away. He's going to be a free agent in 2024. Okay. After the 2024 season. So we're still a ways away, but right now there is mutual interest. Um, according to MLB.com, AJ Casavell, there is mutual interest between Tatis and the Padres to have an extension. Now, benchmark, if you're kind of looking at what monetarily they're looking at, Ronald Acuna signed an eight-year, $100 million deal Excuse me, just a couple of years ago. So if you're looking at numbers, you're likely not going to be able to do Bauer and Tatis. It just doesn't – I don't well, think that is so, enough money out there. So you drop the hammer on and you say, you know what, Trev? And we know we know he wants a short-term deal. We know yeah. two years is probably what he is looking at max. He yeah, would love a one-year deal because he likes betting on himself and he likes going year to year and changing the scenery. Good for you. You can do that. You earn that at this point in your career. Um, so 
that being said, go all out and give them a lot of money for one year. And then after this year, or even towards the end of this year, you extend Tatis and have that money kick in. You can give them a signing bonus, have that money kick in next year where Bauer won't be on the books. I agree. So I, you can, I, I do think you would have to trade somebody like a Will Myers because he's making a lot of money, and I don't know if they necessarily need him. And you can sell high after last year. He had a great year last year. And I think you could get some prospects for him. You could get maybe a, a bullpen arm, which they need. They might be re-signing Rosenthal. I don't know. There's a lot of other pieces to fall for them. They're not done uh, as complete as they look right now, especially with their rotation, and, and their lineup looks good too. But they still need a couple arms in the bullpen, I think. I think they need a closer. Um, but back to your original question, I think you hold off on extending Tatis. You sign Bauer this year. Give him 30, 35 mil. But you're going to have to make a move. So your resolution is signing Bauer if you're San Diego. Is that your resolution? You 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 push you push for it um, because at this point, go all in. Next year, you have Clevenger back. You don't necessarily need Bauer. You would love to have him. You would love to have him. But Clevenger steps in. He hasn't pitched in a year. A lot of guys nowadays with rehab coming off Tommy John throw harder. Yeah. So we're looking at him in the upper 90s. And I failed to mention the Padres also landed Korean star uh, Hassong Kim, uh, who plays second base, maybe even a little bit of outfield too. They're thinking about – we're still going to be um, a question whether they kick Kim out to the outfield or maybe they kick Cronenworth out to the outfield. Uh, there were rumors that Cronenworth might be going to the Cubs for Darvish. That didn't end up happening. So – that's a good problem to have when you have too yeah. many good players. Too many good possible. players. <laughs> but as you mentioned, Will Myers is making 20 mil across the next couple of seasons. He could be a trade piece if they can find a way to get. And of course, Bauer tweeted out. He said, I see San Diego. I don't know if in, it's Bauer. He loves stirring the pot. He loves stirring the pod. Take it with a grain of salt. But he, he sees you, San Diego. So it's interesting. Yeah, we it's all dope. see San Diego right now. Yes. Yeah, so, so my resolution, I think is a great idea to go for it for this one year. But when I'm looking at their championship window, it's 2021 through 2023. After that 2023 year, Darvish and Snell are both free agents. Tatis will be entering a contract year. They also have Machado controlled the, through those uh, three seasons. Cronenworth, Hosmer has an option after 2022. Clevenger is a free agent after 2022. But those three seasons, these next two and especially three, this is their championship window. To me, I'm putting Fernando Tatis as a priority over Trevor Bauer. I think he makes more of an impact on the game. Um, I every, think Every day. I think long-term, Tatis is your priority. So my resolution for San Diego is sign an extension with Tatis. Get it done. If that means you have to sacrifice Bauer and not get Bauer, so be it. I agree. I think either way they go, they're going to be fine. I think they can hold off on Tatis, or like you said, they can do it now. That's it's not a bad decision. We see the player he is. We know what he's going to be. Um, no one has a crystal ball, but it's pretty close to a lock on, on that guy. So let's stay in Southern California. Let's go up the I-5 okay. here. Let's stay in uh, – let's go to Orange County with the Angels. What, are the, yep. what is their New Year's resolution for 2021? Well, we talk about Trevor Bauer a lot on this show, and cool. we should. And we should. Yeah, he deserves that. Um, they need pitching. We talk about this all the time. Mike Trout will go down as the best player of all time. Is he? Well, how's his legacy if he never gets to a World Series? How's his legacy if he only plays a few postseason series? Yeah. Who knows? You know, like I need to see Mike Trout. I know how good he is. I played against him. I played with him. He is a god on the diamond. He is. He is. He's not human. All right. 
but I need to see him on the on the big stage. I need to see him under the bright lights in the World Series. Hopefully, by the time he gets there, there's fans in the stand, so it's the real deal and not like last year. Baseball so, needs to see him in the postseason. So they 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 need pitching. Their offense is unbelievable. When healthy, they have one of the highest ceiling offenses in the league. I think yeah. you can agree with. They're up there with the Yankees in production when healthy. Yes, Rendon yeah, ever, up ever, in ever when he's when he's going. Trout, Pujols, David Fletcher at the end of their lineup is a, is a really good player as well. Like they have it, man. They just need pitching, yeah. and everyone knows it. This isn't a secret. Everybody uses Pujols as a scapegoat for their demise. It ha- it's not. Yes, he handcuffs. Yes, he handcuffs them financially. Yeah. but he's producing runs. He's still driving guys in. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that you just mentioned his pitching. So for me, their resolution is find an ace. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's off the free agency market. I don't care if it's on the trade market. Sonny Gray could be available. Luis Castillo, both Reds pitchers, of course. Right. And then their bullpen's been trashed too. Last year, they led the league in blown saves. Josh Hader could be out there if Milwaukee's not competing. Um, and I think another guy that is right now available that might not be an ace, but he's just a veteran guy that you want to have on your rotation. And maybe he can lead to other guys signing is Masahiro Tanaka. Um, he's just a, he's a grown up. He's a grown up that knows what to do in big games. I just think they need to find an ace. That's all they need to do because their rotation the last two years, it just hasn't gotten this. Not a playoff team. When you're looking at in 2019, Trevor Cahill, Matt Harvey, Tyler Skaggs, Felix Pena, Chris Stratton. Last year, Dylan Bundy, Shohei, who got hurt, Andrew Heaney, Griffin Canning, Ami Brea, and Julio Teron. That's not good enough to be a playoff team. No, not even with that offense. Here, here's my question. I never even thought about Tanaka. And you know the influence that he would have on Otani? There's your vet to shape one of one of the best talents we could see in the game. Yeah. On the pitching side. He's going to help him on the pitching side. But then again, he has the best hitter of all time, arguably Mike Trout, to, to work hitting with that him and hitting the cage with him every day. Yeah. If they sign Tanaka... Otani goes through the roof. I think there's so much knowledge to gain. He just does so much off of raw, just raw talent. And I think he's still pretty green and a, and a lot of room to grow. And, and Justin Upton on our one of our previous shows said, you know, he's the most talented baseball player I've ever seen. Yeah. He does it all. I want to see him do it all. And I think Tanaka can actually make him better. So let's move out east. The familiar stomping ground for you, of course, with your Red Sox jersey hanging behind you. Red Sox. What are we thinking for 2021 with the Boston Red Sox? Um, I'm <laughs> going to stick with what I'm saying about uh, the Angels. They need pitching, man. Yeah. The sale was hurt. He'll be back. Not sure how he's going to respond to Tommy John with that arm slot and throwing across your body with that amount of force and velocity. I'm curious to see how his arm holds up through a season, um, especially if we're playing an extended you know, 150, 160 games. Yeah. Um, Eddie Rodriguez be back. You know, he had a heart condition post-COVID last year. Um, he pitched well the year before, but their bullpen was a mess. Their bullpen was a mess, and I think they can add another starting pitcher. Um, obviously, I mean, they're looking for a second baseman. Dustin Bedroia is no longer. Um, I think they add a Kike Hernandez. I think he could be a good fit because he's a Swiss Army knife, and every team can – use someone with that that's so there's so much value on a player that can play just about every position i think that would be a great sign for them but heim bloom just needs to make a splash mm-hmm. he needs to get a big name or two in there not only for their team but for their fan base yeah 
that fan base is tough. All right. They want to win now. They're not used to losing. It's been a tough year. You look at the Patriots, look at the Red Sox. They're ready to drop the puck up there, uh, get the Bruins going, and hopefully they can win some games. Who knows what happens with the Celtics? But they're not used to losing. The past 20 years, they have been spoiled, yeah. completely spoiled, and, and it is not pretty when they're not winning. So, Bloom, make some big moves. Make a splash. Get these fans back on your side because you're going to have fans in the stands again next year uh, to a certain capacity. I don't know how much. Um you don't want those Boston fans on your bad side. Yeah, we we talked about it before. It's the best place to win, but it's one of the worst places to lose. So for me, we're on the same page here. I'm just not targeting towards pitching. I'm targeting towards just having an identity. I don't think they know who they are because they're, and I'm giving an excuse. They were in a transition period last year. It was a weird year, new front office. But when you look at their previous years, their previous World Series runs back in 2018, they were athletic with strikeout starters with Mookie, um, JBJ in the outfield. I mean, that's an athletic lineup. And you look at their starters, Chris Sale, Price, Giovaldi, they could strike out anybody. Back in 2013, they were just full personality. Of course, you can mention it because you were on that team. Johnny Gomes, yourself, uh, just a lot of really good dudes and, and veteran guys. 20, uh, 2007, um, just really wise, grown-up people, veterans. I don't think this team really has an identity. And again, I'm giving them an excuse because it's a transition year. But if they want to get back to being the Boston Red Sox, they need an identity. Are they going to be a big spending team or are they going to go be the kind bloom of the Tampa Bay Rays where they spend low on guys and they depend on analytics? That's what they need to figure out in 2021. You know what? I just want to add one more thing. Yeah. In 2012, we were in last place. We finished in last place. Yeah. All right. It was my rookie year. Bobby, Bobby V was our manager. It was, I'm just going to say it. It was a show of a season. It was. But were you were you on the team where there was rumors that they were um, playing video games and not like beer, beer and chicken? Yeah, or me. Okay. I wasn't okay. a part of that. But the point I'm getting at is, we were in last place and we didn't have an identity. And then the next year we won a World Series. So that's just, that's how fast it could happen. Now to get their identity, you know what they need to do? Compete with the New York Yankees, because that when that rivalry is dead, when one team is super weighted or that or that rivalry is weighted one way or the other it's not fun it's not fun for the fans they hate it those both teams need to be good and you need to have you need to be able to compete with them to have an identity as a Boston Red Sox so our last one on our list for 2021 New Year's resolutions we're going to stay out east but we're going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies Oof. What, what do we think we need to do in order to get them back into being contenders we should just name this this uh, this show pitching. We should just name it pitching. All right, they have Harper. Let's not forget about Bryce Harper. This guy, he's still a stud. And when he has a down year, he still produces. They have Reese Hoskins who is going to pick it up. I, my last spring training I ever had before I got hurt, I was with the Phillies, and I got to know Reese. And this guy is going to be really good. He's going to have a really long career. He knows how to hit. He has a great approach at the plate. Um, and I, I mean, they need a catcher too. On top of that, they need to re-sign Real Muto. I think that's a resolution. Can they afford him? That's the question. Can they afford him? That's the thing with have, being able to add a couple arms too, because their pitching just wasn't very good. It, it, it wasn't. And I like what they did with the front office. Dombrowski, they got Sam Fold. Um, I, I love having Sam Fold because we talked about this a little bit. Is he's able to compete? Not, not compete, but you put him in a room with 
Harvard grads, Yale grads, uh, he fits in. You, you, you put him with ball players, grinders, anybody, he fits in. He just fits in anywhere you put him. And putting that experience in, in a front office and putting uh, that type of baseball mind in a front office is different. And that's where the game is going. And I think that is going to play well for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I think pitching is certainly a direction you could go. I think another direction, I'm just going to lay it out there. I think they should trade Bryce Harper. I do. And it's not to say that Bryce Harper is a bad player. He's not. In, in my opinion, he's the greatest above average outfielder the game has ever seen. But he's not worth that much money. And I say that because Dave Dombrowski is now in the front office. He likes to spend. He cannot spend with Bryce Harper's contract and Zach Wheeler. It's not just Bryce, but in Zach Wheeler, um, he can't spend with them handcuffing him like this. One and question. So, does he have a does he have a no trade? Uh, that's a good question. I'm that's pretty sure he has a no trade clause. I, I should because have he agreed. was like, I'm in Philly for but, the rest of my career. But Giancarlo did too. So this is who I'm comparing. The player has to agree to that. I know. I'm aware, and I should have done more research on that. It's fair. That's good of you for calling me out on that. But I will say that the Marlins found a way to get it done with Giancarlo with his massive contract. Right. I think the Phillies at least talk with Bryce and see what he thinks. Because when I'm looking, it's not fair for me to get rid of his MVP season. I'm not trying to do that. However, right. we have to look at recent statistics and look at what he's done recently. Since his MVP season, all the following players have a higher war than Bryce Harper. Kyle Seeger, Carlos Santana, Jonathan Scope, Gene Segura, his teammate, Brett Gardner, and Kevin Kiermaier. Those are all decent players. They're good, solid players, but they're not worth $330 million, and I don't believe Bryce Harper is either. I can't say I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you. To your I agree, point, I don't they're know. Stuck. They, they're I don't stuck know. If they, it. If, yeah. Here's my question. If Bryce Harper wasn't like the child prodigy that he was, yeah. does he make that much money? That's probably not. He, I mean, he still wins an MVP. Yeah, if he's a 15th round right. pick, he's not making $330 million. Right. Yeah. I, and um, I'm glad you called me out on the new trade clause. It wasn't I, to call you out. I was just, no, I'm fair. not even, I'm not even completely sure of it, but I'm pretty sure there was a no trade clause in there. Yeah. No, you, so you're the absolutely player. Correct. The player just has to sign off on that. Um, which who knows? I mean, 13 years, a long time in one place. Yeah, absolutely. So those, are, those are our 2021 New Year's resolutions. We're going to continue this discussion with Chris Rose coming up next on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. As somebody who's been through this, I can tell you these features are so, so incredibly valuable. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools and their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. 
The area you live in is just as important as the house itself. You can get to know a neighborhood without ever setting foot in it. Say you're a really active person. You could find out about the nearest parks. Do they have a baseball field? Maybe you want to join a softball league like Chris and I play in. Also, Homes.com collaboration tools makes it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com, we've done your homework. We're back here on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, back with the former host of the Best Damn Sports Show, spent over a decade with Fox Sports, over a decade with Intentional Talk and MLB Network, Chris Rose. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And of course, intentional talk, we got to get right to it. It's coming to an end. And in my mind, it's end of an era. The relationship you had with Kevin and that show, 2 p.m. my time, every single day I had it on my TV. And to see it go, it's, I think, from a baseball perspective and just being a fan, it's sad to see it go because you guys had such a good relationship and you could feel that. As a viewer, you could feel it. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Um, Here's the good news. The show isn't going anywhere. I'm leaving. So, like, if you if we were to do this interview in, like, two weeks, like, that bookcase might be gone. Uh, you know, who knows? They might they might have to take the bobbleheads. I, I don't – do they want to take the bobble the Rose Millar bobblehead with them? I don't know. I'm going to have to clarify something uh, on that. Um, listen, this is the business. Does it suck? Absolutely. Do I agree with the move? No. But – you know, until I own my own network or my own baseball team, I don't get a say in it. So I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. Um, listen, I had an amazing eight year run at the best damn sports show period from 2001 through, through 2009. I thought there would be no way that I would have um, the ability to have another show that was that enjoyable to do on a daily basis. And I did. And I don't know how I lucked into that. Um but, Will, you know, you know Kevin. He is one of a kind. Like, God created the imprint on that one then threw it <laughs> in the garbage can. And there were days where I thought, God, why didn't you throw it in the garbage can before I met him? Um, <laughs> but he is – he's great. He's great to work with. He, we are like brothers. Uh, I wasn't just saying BS on the last few shows that – I mean, I love that guy. And people were just able to see our relationship – on TV for an hour a day. And how lucky is that? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was... Awesome. And, and I think me and Will, obviously we're still growing ourselves, but I think we look at you guys and we see how you guys interacted and we try and reminisce that same relationship. Obviously mm-hmm. you can't reminisce it though, because it was so unique. And so we kind of want to get to know a little bit more about you and we're going to start off. We like to do things differently like you and Kevin did. So we want to right. start off with some rapid fire questions. Just oh, get to is at the yeah. be- hold on. This is at the beginning. I'm yeah. usually used to the end. This is new too. We normally do new. it at the end and we're just thinking, let's switch it up. Yeah, oh. we're throwing you a curveball. Let's switch it up. I could never it's, hit the It's only a few. It's only a few. It'll All get right. things rolling. All right. And let's, I'm going to start it off nice and easy though for you, Chris. Yes. Is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. MLB network talent. You would not want to be quarantined with. Well, the, the one person I would want to and not want to at the same time is the same person. And it's Sean Casey because <laughs> I love the guy, but man, I'm not so sure what the house would look like. 
And I'm more importantly, I'm not so sure what it would smell like, brother. I feel like he'd Thanks be pretty messy. Say. There'd be like beer bottles around the room. Okay. Yeah, but that's fair. okay. I can handle the beer bottles. It's right. the rest of the stuff. That's Plus, true. he's the only guy that's got a better comb over than me going these days. <laughs> he does. It's slick. All right. All right. I don't know if you can get into this or not, but Millar's deepest, darkest secret that you can tell us on air. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. I can't. That's in the vault. <laughs> the, the deepest, darkest one? No. Uh-huh. I'll give you a couple Brooksy secrets if you trade me for a couple more. That's a, that's a he fair. Did, he did one day. See, they actually Malar. Most of they're not really secrets. Like he shares so much stuff. He did almost get arrested as a as like a teenager for almost burning down uh, like some grasslands near the freeway in mm-hmm. Valencia, California. Like I know that he he blew something up and really like almost created like a major fire out here one time. So that was probably not the best thing that ever happened. You okay. know, that, that was, was in the midst years. of a, a crazy night of cow tipping. I'm sure. Um, yeah. All right. We'll go a little bit like two more. What's been more enjoyable for you uh, in TV, football or baseball? Well, the, the daily shows it's, it's baseball because I never, you know, I never had that opportunity. Uh, but with football, like, I've had the good fortune of it's going to be a little different this year when I'm at the Super Bowl, but the last seven Super Bowls to be on the field when they win that thing. And then they come over and they sit on the desk. Like that's hard to replace. It's just for just a little while, all the business and all the, everything else just stops. And it's just about these guys seeing their lives change forever. It's pretty cool. And you can kind of turn into a fan for a second too. Yeah, you know? it's like, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm a, at work, but like this is really cool. By the me. way, <laughs> if there are future broadcasters listening, don't ever have anyone tell you you can't be a fan. I think that is the load, of, biggest load of crap ever. Like, so true. I am. I'm from Cleveland. Like, Sundays suck when the Browns lose. <laughs> you know, like my kids were pissed off yesterday, and so you're not a well, you can't show by it. Why? I got into this business because I love exactly. certain teams. Yes. I mean, what's the, what's the matter? I don't affect the outcome of them. I have nothing to do with the outcome of a game. So for all you morons out there, they're saying, <laughs> well, I hate it when it's so, then don't listen. You don't have to buy the product. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. But if I'm going to be there, like I did the Browns Jets highlight. You really couldn't tell if I was from, Staten Island or Shaker Heights, Ohio. You, you can't. But I'm telling you, I had a rooting edge in it. And I don't have a problem saying it. So being from Shake, being from where you're from, what, the east side of Cleveland, right? Yeah. Hmm. Major League had to have been like one of your all-time favorite movies, right? Okay. Not only is Major League one of my all-time favorite movies, but. Here it is. Let's go. Jabu. Oh. Harry Doyle. Oh. Joe Boo. Yes. It's a little cold in the house. Come on. Not, this was not planned, by the way. You, um, This was not planned at all. Yeah. So uh, I will tell you a funny story about that. I know we're in the middle of rapid fire, but oh, who cares? Um, yeah, rapid fire is over. The next question you're going to ask anyway, Will. So <laughs> that, that movie came out when I was a senior in high school in 1989. And I think it was coming out like right at spring training. The Indians were terrible when I was growing up. The first 23 years of my life, they didn't finish higher than fourth in their division. So if you can just, I mean, like you can't even lock into a third place finish. They were terrible. 
So when I was a senior in high school, everybody's excited to go see the movie Major League. And we get into the theater and they start winning and start turning their season around, you know, when they're ripping the stuff off of Rachel Phelps and all that sort. <laughs> and people are cheering like they're at a sporting event in the movie theater. Like when we're taking on Clue Haywood and the Yankees and Jake Taylor drops down the bunt and here comes Willie Mays Hayes, the place starts erupting. It is no longer, people aren't sitting there. They are standing up and cheering like they are at a playoff game. And it was insane. And we walk outside to our cars and there's like a dozen inches of snow on the ground. It had snowed like a foot during the movie. It was like two. You needed that though. That was like the best two hours of no, many awesome. seasons for you. Yeah. So good. I don't know if that's the greatest story I've ever heard or the saddest because that's just how Cleveland sports were at the time. <laughs> yeah. Or true. pretty much have been. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of how we roll. Well, what do you think about the name change for Cleveland? I'm in favor of it. Yeah. I, I have no problem with it. Um, I have some friends who are uh, disappointed. Why are we doing this? The tradition? Oh, you mean the tradition that's brought us two World Series in over 100 years? Like right. 1920, 1948? You, like that sort of stuff? Yeah, remember those? And if you're that type of fan, I think you have to do a little introspection here because for me, yes, it, the, the name was Indians across the front, right? I cared about the players, and the teams, those were the memories. It wasn't the team nickname that gave me those great memories. It was the players. It was the human beings inside of the uniform. So I'm all for change. I'm all for, like, going back to the Cleveland Spiders, which is what they were named uh, beforehand. Uh, I think you could get some cool gear to buy. So, and by the way, you know, here's here's something I'm having a hard time with. Like, I've got an old Frank Robinson red Indians jersey. I mean, it's it's a great jersey from my childhood, you know, from the 70s. Like, can I not bust that out? I mean, it, it's I'm all for the name change. But at the same time, I don't I don't feel like people should be labeled something if they have something from their past that uh, of that nature. I don't know. It's it's something I'm wrestling yeah, I never with. I got to be honest with you. I don't have an answer. And they don't have thought- fans in the stands at the Washington football games this year, do they? Because I haven't seen Redskins jerseys since right. the change. I don't. I don't think they've had fans in the stands. Of right. Sure. You can't just go out and drop 120 bones on a New Jersey. That's tough to do for a lot of families. So what I would do if if I were um, wealthy enough to own a team and my franchise had a name change, I would be willing to say we will take your jersey and donate it, and you can have the jersey of your choice. But people don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. All right. Well, you mean it's a great point that people don't listen to me, Will? No, people should listen to you, Chris. Listen, I'm I'm team I'm team Rose. Oh, that's right? good. I'm team Rose. I love Millar, but you know what? I texted him today, and I said, "Give me a question that that Rose would know that Ooh. this is from you." Okay. And he didn't text me back. <laughs> he ghosted you. He ghosted me. I know he's busy. He's probably out on his ski do. Oh. Or no, his, you know or what? Boat. In fairness, so he did take the week off. I don't think that's because so he's, he's golfing. So sad. Saying. Let me see here because we had a little text chain with our intentional talk crew, and he has not responded. So if I he doesn't that. respond to these guys, do not feel badly that. Okay. Should I send him a text that says Will Middlebrooks is really sad? Uh, I no, don't let him. No, I don't want him to know I'm, my weakness. I no, don't. So I'm gonna stay strong. 
it what, doesn't bother me. You Lamar. need an ego check anyways. <laughs> Listen, I've had tons of those, okay? Tons. <laughs> Ever heard of AAA? Stop. Hey, hey, up and down. You ride that. Hey, that's part of the grind. That's what makes it beautiful, man. I'm, that's what, like, the big leagues is like. That's why it's like the heaven of baseball. It's really hard to get there, and it's even harder to stay. Hell, yes, it is. So I have nothing but respect it's, it's for you. It's a good thing that it's, that it's that tough because yeah. and everybody could do it. So yeah. I, I got a quick question. You, this, you don't have to give me a long answer. I'm just curious. Out of all the interviews you've done, is there one that just sticks out the most? You doesn't have to be an athlete. doesn't have to be a baseball player. It can be. I'm just curious, like, which one sticks out to you the most when someone says, what's your favorite interview you've ever done? There's been a couple of them. Uh, you know what? Let's go baseball. One was on the best damn sports show, period. And <clears throat> it was when Pete Rose came out with his book where he admitted to gambling. And Pete used to come on our show as a guest host. He lived in Southern California and he would fill in occasionally. And Ken Rosenthal, who's one of the greatest reporters in the history of the sport, in my opinion, would come on occasionally as well, just for an information segment. Well, Ken came on when Pete was there and Pete asked him point blank. He said, Ken, why aren't I in the Hall of Fame? And Ken's a Hall of Fame voter. And he, the place went silent. You know, we used to do this in front of the studio audience. And Ken looked at him and he said, Pete, I think if you hadn't written a book and had come out earlier, he said, I think you would have had a chance. He basically said, though, I don't, Pete, I don't think it's going to happen. And like for a second, Pete Rose, who um, he became a human being. Like you could see it almost hit him over the head with a, an imaginary club. Like, holy smokes. Like I'm finally hearing for the first time that I really cost myself a shot in the hall of fame. Like, cause I don't think he always heard it. You know, he'd always do the autograph signings the week of the hall of fame. Right. So he could get his coin and all that sort of stuff. And he'd always say, well, you know, they're putting other guys who've done worse than me in the hall of fame. I think he, I think it finally resonated with him that he didn't have a chance. That's that's it was that's, oof, that's tough. But think- on the fun side, can we go to the fun side for a second? Yes. Intentional talk. Uh, we were having uh, Johnny Gomes on your old teammate, and Johnny texts Millar. They're very close. See, so Millar would text him back. Well, this is how that works. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. And uh, and Johnny says, "Hey, hey, Millar." I want to bring on Steven Vogt. We're like, okay. We're like backup catcher. All right. He goes, just to have a second headset. He comes on and that was the day that Vogt shows up. I was in Oakland. I remember this. In the uh, NBA referees uniform and does like a five minute skit where he's calling like offensive fouls and the over and back. And it turned into a Steven Vogt bobblehead night. It was so good. Now I have, I've been too cheap to change the battery on this thing, but it, it does the whole, it's got, it's got like the interview on this. That's cool. So those are kind of fun. Steven vote. We need to get vote on the show. He's, Oh God. Yeah. He's He's such a fun guy to talk to. And he's like that all the time. All the time. Coach one day too. He's so smart. So he was, um, he went to Azusa Pacific out here in Southern California. And when we interviewed him one time, he goes, Hey Rose, I was with my college baseball team in the audience at best damn sports show period. 
Because oh, wow. we used to have a bunch of college baseball teams roll through there. That's it was like, yeah, I saw you in action one time, and now I'm getting interviewed by you. I was like, Jesus, am I old? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I, I, you've been so classy through this entire process, this entire transition process. I think intentional talk was so productive for the game. It promoted mm-hmm. players. It allowed fans to see what players are like off, off the field. And to me, I think the game needs more and more of that. And I think social media serves that purpose at times. But I think intentional talk gave it a unique angle that nobody else provides. Why do you think, why do you think for you they're moving in a different direction for intentional talk? Money. Yeah. It's just like baseball teams. I mean, I think for the – I will never, ever be an athlete, or I never was. I think I peaked at like 10. I was a terrible athlete. But I have paid attention to the business of sports. And um, I knew this was a possibility. My contract is up in a couple of days. And it's not they don't like me. It's not like I was some a-hole to somebody. I mean, I'm tough on producers because I like, I like to make sure our show can be the best it can be. And you can talk to any of the five producers that we've had they will all say the same thing that I'm demanding from the standpoint of I'm demanding for, from everybody on the show. That doesn't mean I'm a jerk. Um, But I think we all got better together. All right. But I'm not, I, I didn't get my contract renewed because of an attitude issue or anything else other than money. And, th- and that's it. Like your favorite sports teams make financial decisions all the time. We're seeing it now more and more in the sports and entertainment world with broadcasters. I'm not saying I'm happy about it. That's the honest to God truth. If you put my boss on here or my, my former boss, my guess is he would say the same thing. He didn't want to have to do this. But at the end of the day, Will, you're shaking your head. At the end of the day, even though I know the place appreciated me, you are a name with a dollar amount next to you. And if, they're, if they have to change tact a little bit based on what is going on in the world and you have a certain dollar figure and your contract is up, I mean, if it was reversed and Kevin's contract was up, I'm not so sure. I mean, Kevin might be the one where we would have been kissing him off goodbye. That's possible. I don't know that for a fact, but it's possible. It's the brutal truth of the beast. Yeah, brutal truth of the business. It's just sad because I just think it does such a good job promoting yeah. me. And I know it's going to continue on. Yeah, it's, but it's, listen, it's it's and it might be better. I, I'm not saying because whomever they put in that seat is going to be very talented. There's no question. But the show was created because of our relationship. Yeah. I mean, we had been friends since 2003. We're basically the same age. His mom lives 10 minutes from me. We, are, we know each other's families. We vacation together. They've stayed here. We've stayed there. We, we were friends before you ever put a camera on us. And I can just tell you from having been in front of the camera for 25 years, that does not happen very often. So when you saw that if we, if we were pissed off at each other, which was a rarity, or if we were happy for each other, like... He helped me when my dad died, when my sister died. He was there. Like that sort of stuff is real. You know, I've helped him with with certain things. And 
he's not going to have that relationship with the next person. And that is to no fault of the next person at all. And all I can tell you is that guys and the social media response by people has been overwhelming. The number, I mean, I, you reached out. I don't know you. Well, that, I mean, you're deserving though. But and I, and that's I, just, but and that's just based is, off is that of a fan of some of the show. Yeah. Uh, and how appreciative. And, and we hit on this. You guys grew the game. Yeah. In a time where a lot of people were turning their backs on the game. Baseball was yeah. getting boring. It was too long. It was too right. slow. Well, now it's more fun. That show was fun. Yeah. It, and and yeah. it, you know, it was on in the clubhouses. The players look forward to it. The players hate baseball shows. They hate right. being talked about. But you guys did it in a certain light where the players appreciated it because it, it boosted them. Never once were you guys downgrading or degrading towards a player because yeah. Kevin knew how hard it was. And oh, we God, talked yeah. about this before this show. I, I told Danny... So I never want to be the guy on on this side of the ball and uh, in, in the media that forgot how hard the game was because I well, it, it was tough. And, and you guys did a really good job of, of highlighting the right things. That, well, that's it. I appreciate that. And, you know, some some critics would say they don't ever ask the tough question. Right. I'm with you. This is not real sports. You know, this is an hour where you can kick back and have fun and discover who your favorite players really are. And by the way, Will, I'm sure you played with guys who would never, ever want to come on the show because not because they didn't like us, but it's just not who they are. And we were right. perfectly fine with that. Like guys are shy. People forget right. that like athletes are still like human beings. These yeah. guys are scared to talk. They're scared to do yeah. interviews. They don't like speaking in front of people. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you wanted that avenue, if you wanted that opportunity, we're good with it. We're right. here to provide whatever you want. And yeah. it, we always said this since day one. And I told this to Joey Votto, who ended up being our final guest with the two of us together, that the show has always been about one thing, the players, yeah. the players. And it doesn't mean that we weren't critical. Like if a guy's struggling, you have to talk about that stuff. It's part of the game. It, right. It's part of the game. And it's how do you bounce back from that? I mean, I think this sport more than any other one teaches you so much more about life. I mean, it's how do you get through when Millar always uses this story when you're one for 28 and it's 3 a.m. and you're on the road and you're standing over a pizza box as your home plate and you're sitting there in your underwear and you're looking in the mirror trying to figure out what's wrong with your swing. Like, that's a, I didn't know that until I met him, until I started doing the show. Yeah. Cool stuff. So real you're stuff. still doing NFL Total Access on NFL Network. I was watching you yesterday, of course. Mm -hmm. What's next on the Chris Rose journey? Is you, are we seeing the last of you um, with baseball, or is it still kind of? I hope not. Yeah, I, I love the not. game too much. Um, you know, I don't want it to to be the end. Uh, I am taking a little time to to just kind of step away. Um, you know, I've got two boys that are 20 and 15, and I've I've had the good fortune of you know we were kind of ahead of the curve in terms of the pandemic, we've had that camera in our house for 10 years so that I could be the, the kind of father and husband I wanted to be right for a long time. And, um, it, I still missed games or perform, you know, performances and things of that nature, but I was able to do a lot of stuff because of that opportunity. Well, right now, um, 
you know, I, our lifestyle is not going to change. I still have an amazing job at NFL Network. I still do a show called BattleBots on Discovery. Um, and so I'm not going to jump right into anything. I would, I would be surprised if I did. The point of this show was kind of New Year's resolutions. Do you have one yet mm-hmm. for 2021? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a resolution. Um, you know, when I said my goodbyes last week, I, I said that Kevin, I'm hopeful that he rubs off on me in, in the ability to live the moment a, a lot more. Um, I've been grinding so long, as a lot of people in this country have, that I haven't uh, paid attention enough to what makes me happy sometimes. Um, I'm focused so much on my family and the next job that I haven't taken a breath. And so I don't know if that's a January 1, 2021 thing, or if that is a, hopefully it happens today, tomorrow, or a month, and being able to um, encapsulate that in the rest of my life moving forward. You know, I've already done the losing 25 pounds thing. And my wife says I finally look hot again now that I'm You're jacked now. I saw you flexing the other day on the show. Yeah, well, you know, the guy begged for 10 years to see me with my shirt off. So (laughs) why not do it on the day you're leaving? Hey, why not, right? Go out with a bang. Yeah, better later. Hey, man. We appreciate it. This has been been awesome. This is is going into my file as one of my favorite interviews, just so you know. Which one? So this is going in in my files under favorite interviews. I hope you know that. Well, then you must have only done like two. Uh, Five. Five. (laughs) So I've made top five. (laughs) You're in top five. That's for sure. No, this has been awesome. We really appreciate you. Yeah, I I know I speak for Will and baseball fans everywhere. We're going to miss you in 2021 and beyond, but uh, we're really looking forward to what you have next, next plan. And I I look forward to watching you on Sundays for NFL Total Access too, because I just like hearing your voice. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got a few more weeks to go, and then we're off to Tampa for what will be a very interesting and different Super Bowl. When we come back, we'll be uh, we'll be trashing Chris's Browns when we come back from the break here. We don't want to do it with him on camera, but we'll be back with you guys. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Wait, wait a second. I'm not even going to get a chance to defend nope. them? Nope, absolutely nope. not. I guess I got to go. <laughs> That's the point All right, of guys. Welcome thanks. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today. <laughs> I loved having Chris on. He's just... Another good guy. We get a lot of good guys on this show. And Chris is definitely one of those those good beings among the game of baseball. And hopefully we can have him back. And I really liked his New Year's resolution because I don't know if you've seen it. I know you have kids, but um, Soul, which is new on Disney Plus and uh, the new Disney Pixar movie. The whole point of the movie is stay in the moment and live your life. Because so often we're, we grind. We see our goals. And it's good to have goals. But sometimes we forget to live our own life. Sometimes we forget to, you know, stop and smell the flowers. And I think Chris Rose basically mentioned that just in a different way. And I think that's going to be my 2021 resolution as well is stop and smell the flowers, live the life and and try and enjoy yourself a little bit more. How about you? Yeah, no, I mean, that's always a good one, especially like you said, I have a family and uh, the last couple of years, my life has been a lot different away from the game. Um, And it's less about myself and more about um, taking care of my family, my wife, my kids. So I think being in the moment um, is, is huge. I'm especially enjoying those moments as your kids grow up and, and things like that. But um, I think as a parent, you have to also make time for yourself. You know, and, and my time for myself is doing things like this. 
which I love talking baseball. I love hanging out here with you. So uh, I think just trying to find a little more time for myself, me and my wife, go to dinner, go, go whatever, whenever we can go to a restaurant. Um, even if we just go sit outside, maybe make more time for my wife and I, because all of our energy is working kids. And um, yeah, so yeah, just find a little time for, for myself and my wife. How about that? And Aruba, that's not huge. She got to be a trip for Aruba, right? That was the best Christmas present, man. She, we needed to get away so bad. My and, fiance uh, needed to step she, up her she surprised me with a, like a three and a half day trip. Quick trip because, I mean, we got kids here and we can't leave them for too long. We got work. Uh, but a little, little getaway. It's like a two-hour flight from here in Fort Lauderdale. and It'll be a nice getaway. That's great. Well, I got good news for you. More good news on top of Aruba. Better than Aruba. Frank and the rest of Fantasy Baseball Today crew is allowing us back through January every Wednesday. So are you down to kick it with me for a few more few more hump days? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'll get on it. I'm going to get us some awesome guests. I promise. I love it. All right. We'll be back. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope everyone has a safe, happy 2021. We'll see you. We'll smell you 2020. We never liked you. See smell you. you. We'll, bye. <laughs> we, we don't like you. Goodbye. We'll miss you guys. We won't miss 2020. Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.